everybody, and welcome back to the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. Kyle from Stall Agronomy, and we've been on a harvest hiatus. It's kind of the easiest way to say it. Been kind of going nuts with uh, everything going on. We've been, we did have a week where we weren't doing much, and I was like, I should do a podcast episode, but I didn't do it. So here we are. Uh, so let's talk about a couple things that have been kind of coming up recently. Um, the one is going to be genetic gain. Uh, so I've had a lot of guys that are still planting hybrids that have been around for almost my entire career. And we talked a little bit about nostalgia for hybrids back, uh, I think about two years ago on, on the podcast. And this is a little different. So what do I mean by genetic gain? So genetic gain is technically what uh, our increase in hybrid genetics provide for us. So what we see, uh, at least the data that I could find online, is about a 1.5 bushel per year increase in hybrid gain. So that's entirely hybrid. So if you plant a hybrid that's 10 years old, technically something that's newer, same company, genetics are getting better, it should be about a 10 to 15 bushel bump. So why why are we still planting hybrids that are 10 years old? Well, I usually run into the first thing is cost. You know, so typically something that's 10 years old, that has been on their price sheet forever. They're going to discount the living heck out of it uh, to get guys to plant it. So the first thing we do is we look for the cheapest stuff. And number two is we're very familiar with it. So one thing I always have said, at least yeah, maybe more recently, Familiarity is probably one of the biggest things that is affecting farmers' uh, bottom lines every year. And for me, as a somewhat independent crop consultant, uh, some people would say I'm not, some people say I am, but just independently looking at this, um, I think familiar or familiarity costs farmers a lot more money than they're willing to admit. So what do I mean by that is, so I've planted this specific hybrid for 10 years and every year it's near, it's been near the top of my, my hybrid rotation. And, um, I've been really happy with it. You know, it doesn't ever fail me, right? So it doesn't, the worst hybrid on my farm ever, but it's not always the best hybrid, but it's been kind of my quote unquote, I really hate this term, but steady Eddie. Um, and that's kind of where we go, right? We, we're, we're very familiar with that hybrid. We're very familiar with the guy who sells it to us. We're very familiar with everything that has to do with that hybrid. We know that it fits well into our management or scheme. Um, scheme may be the wrong word, but we'll use it. Um, so anyway, so it really fits into us. It's 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 comfortable. I buy it every year. Uh, it's the first thing I put on my order for whatever company I buy seed from, and that's what I want. And you know who cares? I I put the new stuff next to it, and the new stuff isn't that much better, and it costs more. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. On and on and on and we go. So familiarity, what's it costing us? Technically, it's genetic gain. So where where I see this being the biggest difference for some people is if you haven't made any management changes in 10 years, which honestly, there's a lot of people that are like that, um, good or bad, but we put down the same fall fertilizer blend. Uh, maybe we make a few differences in it based on price. Um, we put down about the same amount of nitrogen, maybe a little bit more. Uh, we don't use fungicides. Um, we're stuck on somewhat of the same chemical program. 
we're doing the same tillage we were 10 years ago. Um, you name it. We haven't done a dang thing to increase uh, our output. And what do I mean by that? You know, hey, all this stuff worked fine before. Yeah, so there have been advances. You know, we, we kind of shoot for our biggest uh, bang for the buck on nitrogen rates. Um, where we run into issues is when we start planting some of these higher... Uh, higher demanding hybrids. So some of the newer stuff seems to be maybe that that top end. And I really hate that phrase also. I wish we could come up with some better terms for, for seed sales, but top end yield potential is a lot higher on the newer stuff. It's always kind of been that way. So our new stuff, higher end yields. Um, and when we put it under our current management styles, it does the same as the stuff that was from 10 years ago. And First thing we do is we discount the new stuff because the old stuff is just as good. Doesn't mean that it isn't better. Um, it means that maybe it needs a little bit more nitrogen. Maybe we have to change some management things for it to maybe get some of that topper or topper higher end yield potential out of that new hybrid. So I work with a number of people in a lot of different counties and a lot of different soil types. You know, we all plant different things. You know, it, it, the weirdest thing about Southeast Wisconsin is I go from 92 day corn, even down to maybe 91 day, all the way up to 113 days. So that's a whole, whole lineup. And we have those kind of regular products that we've planted for a long time. I mean, I'm not going to say a bunch of numbers, but I could list off an entire list. And the funny thing is, a lot of those hybrids share a lot of very similar genetics uh, from one specific company. Um, so what are we getting at here and where we, what's our point? I think a lot of guys kind of don't give that new stuff a fair shot. We, we need to change some of our management, um, higher management styles. We might get a better return, you know, we're kind of afraid, especially when fertilizer prices are really high, which we totally get this year, but actually I totally get for next year. This year has been a great year. We could have put 300 pounds of nitrogen on and try to maximize our yield and we'd still be money ahead probably versus what we're going to have in 2022. And we tried to push a lot of guys to maybe increase nitrogen rates over what we traditionally have done because the price situation with I mean, I was paying, I had guys paying in the 20s uh, cents per unit of nitrogen this year. Next year, it's going to be 70, 80 cents per unit. It's pretty friggin' cheap when we look at yield potential. But where we are missing out, I think, is on genetic gain. We're, we're not tapping into that because we have kind of set back in our ways. We, we've stuck with the same tillage types. Um, maybe we've introduced a new variable into that equation, uh, cover crops, you name it. Some of these things that we have have to manage, but we're managing them slightly differently. Maybe we're giving up a little bit of yield and you know, there's going to be two sides to that. There's going to be the people that are like, oh, cover crops are the best thing ever. Not saying that that's wrong. Um, and I'm also not saying that the guys who don't want to use cover crops because there potentially could be yield losses associated with them because management styles, I don't think that they're wrong either. Um, that's the struggle we kind of have to play. You know, some of these guys, you know, we introduce cover crops and we get a year like 2020 where we have or 2021 where we have a really dry year and we actually saw some cover crop issues where they caused yield loss. 
um, just because of drying out soils, uh, you name it. There's a few things there. We won't go too far into it, but we've introduced some of these things. Uh, maybe we're trying to do a little bit more no-till and yeah, maybe some of these newer hybrids, uh, some of them can handle it, some of them can't. Um, the biggest struggle I have is a lot of people sell corn without going and looking at corn. They're basically, they go to meetings and we sell the corn and we get yield reports from different guys. Um, you know, blah, 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 neighbor, he planted this and it's the best thing ever. Well, we neglect to mention that that neighbor planted the same hybrid for 10 years. And then when that got replaced, this is only like five years newer and it's, you know, 20 bushel better or whatever it is. But we have given away a lot of, I think, yield. We leave a lot of yield on the table when we look at much older genetics. You know, there are guys that their entire portfolio of hybrids that they purchase from their seed dealer is older than my nephews. I mean, they're old. Um, they're 10, 12 years old. And the price is really good, um, but we kind of max out. Uh, you know, I talked to them and they're like, oh, well, we didn't see the top end this year. It's 260 was the highest we saw. 250, whatever it is, 240. Um, I've got a few guys that have, we've talked about that. And then we plant something that's newer on a different farm and somewhat similar management. We're seeing 300 show up on the monitor a little bit more often. You know, in the end, maybe it's five bushel better. Maybe it's 10 bushel better. Maybe it's two bushel better. But we see those higher, higher highs. Um, I think this year has been a very consistent year. We haven't seen the lows uh, where we normally would see some of these really lows, uh, really low lows say that about 10 times fast, but we've missed out on some of these lows. Uh, we've set a fairly good bottom, essentially when we pull into the field, you know, we do our headland pass and in Wisconsin, maybe it's 200 bushel of corn on the headlands. And then we get in the rest of the field, we average 220. I've got guys that are happy with that, you know, and that's, that's entirely fine under our management and what our situation is for land. That's actually pretty good for us. But there are those guys that, have a really high management style that they average 220, 230 this year that maybe they could have averaged 240 with a slightly newer hybrid. Um, you know, if they're planting something that's 12 years old and it's one and a half bushels, easy math is about 18 bushels difference. So maybe we go from 230 to 240. Maybe we go from 220 to 240. I think a lot of that is out there. And you know, when we look at seed price, you know, there's a number that a lot of people have that makes them feel really comfortable. And, you know, maybe something is $20 a bag more than that. So on something that's going to be two and a half acres per bag, it's less than 10 bucks an acre. That's less than two bushels. You know, it's just kind of see the math I'm getting at. So yeah, I don't necessarily think that everyone should plant all the new stuff. Um, I really think people should be looking at a different mix. Um, you know, try a couple different things with some of these hybrids. You know, if you're going to go out and plant the entire farm into a side-by-side, -side, take a couple fields and, and split them down the middle, try some different management options. You know, there's some hybrids that'll handle a little higher population. I've been in those situations where we go across the rows with one flat rate and we see one hybrid respond better to higher pops than the other. Um, maybe one is essentially the same from 28,000 to 40,000. Um, the other one next to it, maybe we see about seven, eight bushels per every thousand we add on. 
and that stuff happens, you know? So the other thing is maybe we're planting too low of population. Um, I've talked to a couple guys had a guy who was planting higher pops could never hit any more yield. He got to the point where he thought he was going to have to drop down his population, enter in new hybrids, uh, try some different genetics. And all of a sudden it's like we opened Pandora's box that, you know, not necessarily the sky is the limit, but we've kind of unlocked some of this yield that he thought he was missing. Maybe he thought he hit the top end and now he's starting to see some more higher highs. So genetic gain is a real thing. Um, I think we do leave a lot of stuff on the table. We leave a significant amount of yield on the table by planning something that's very familiar to us. Something that just makes us feel comfortable. I've got guys where they can quote unquote beat the new stuff when they put it side by side with what they currently have, but they didn't change anything else. It's just the hybrid. So, you know, we get to another field where it's a little bit better soil types and it's 20 bushel difference. And then we go to another one and then they're exactly the same. They're like, well, why would I pay for this? Because, you know, they're the same. But in this one field, they did really well. But yeah, that, that does, that's an outlier because that's just a good field. So think about what you're saying. Think about what you talk to your agronomists about. There's a lot of us that just read right through that. We're like, oh my gosh, you are just like not seeing the point here. Um, do I always think that the new stuff's going to beat the old stuff? No, I, I, that's not always going to happen. There are some very, very good hybrids that are out there that have been, I mean, there's a reason they're around for 10 years. It's not that they're bad. Uh, it just means that I think there are a lot of guys that are just very familiar and very comfortable with them. And some companies, maybe the new stuff isn't that much better, but take a look at plots and you know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of plot data, but when the new stuff is always beating the old stuff, um, kind of talk to some of those guys, see what they have going on. Cause there's opportunities out there. You know, there, there's guys that do different management styles than you do. Maybe they apply a little bit more nitrogen. Maybe they apply something different. Maybe there's something they use in the starter. That's different. I've got guys that when they put out a plot, you know, the plot average is 260 or something. And the neighbor's like, well, I'm getting 220. That guy, he just gooses the heck out of his plot acres. And that might not necessarily be true. Maybe that's actually what they're getting. So, you know, not on a field average, whatever. We're not going to go too far into this. But anyway, regardless, realize that genetic gain is a thing. Realize that planting the same hybrid from the same company every year for the last 10, 12 years uh, and continuing doing that is kind of going against everything that we've taught or we've been taught is that maybe we should try some things and try some new stuff. It feels really weird. We don't like it. Uh, we kind of want to be familiar. We want that easy button. Um, but I always tell guys that it, farming isn't easy and why would we ever want to do the easy thing? That's just kind of our nature, right? You know, the hardest thing is the way to do it. I've got a lot of guys that do the hardest way of doing it. It's not the easy way, but it's the right way to do it. So anyway, we're going to end it there before I keep rambling on forever. And remember why I don't do these anymore. No, I'm just joking. We're going to keep doing them. But we've just been on a little hiatus with Harvest. So anyway, I'll catch you guys next time.